let me ramble to you about why the test suite in LiveWire is so important and my latest thoughts on it and things. So you know that um, the test, so LiveWire's test suite consists of two test suites. There's a PHP unit one that tests all the backend PHP stuff. And then I had a Jest test suite that tests all the front end JavaScript stuff. But the Jest, so the back end tested the back end and the front end tested the front end. And of course you get weird things where, because LiveWire is a full stack framework, every interaction crawls across the entire stack. So there's, there's still things that are easy to test just in the back end. But for the most part, I had this disjointed test suite. So I converted not everything, I converted Jest to Dusk. So I still have a lot of back end tests that run really, really fast. So um, if I can get away with just a backend test for it, I'll do that because it's going to run so darn fast and be so predictable. But a lot of things I'm using Dusk for now. So the test suite is way slower. Um, it's actually not like terribly slow. I have a yo-yo on my desk and when I run the test suite, I grab my yo-yo. Don't go on Twitter when you run a test suite. That's the worst. That's something that I've been tr- really deliberate about not doing because it can derail you. Um, a yo-yo is a much better test suite passer, um, or whatever it's changed. I, sometimes it's a tech deck, you know, practicing my kickflips. So yeah. So, uh, yeah. And with actually my new MacBook, everything is way freaking faster. And I don't know if it's because I didn't install X debug or if the MacBook's just that much faster, but Holy crap, everything runs like crazy fast. Like it's crazy. So anyway, um, so dusk isn't actually too bad. Um, dusk so freaking important. Here's the thing. The thing is, it's easy to build fancy stuff. It's that's the easy part. The easy part is that's what developers like. That's what I like. It's easy to wrap your head around hard problems and think about them really, really hard and, and come up with the best solution. You know, it's funny that like, that's the easy part in my mind. That's the fun part. Depends how you define easy. That's the fun part. That's the part that's going to happen. The making everything robust for a long time and work right and not break. And that that's the hard part. That's the part that is hard. Maintaining perfect parity, you know, all that stuff that you have to do when tons of people use your project. Um, so with Livewire, I knew that I had, I've, I test every, I test everything before, but I will say that there, I think by the end of V1, I started to get a little lazy. I started to like a bug fix would come in. It's like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to recreate this bug. So you just fix it. Maybe you add a comment and you move on. But here's the thing. Here is the law to live by. A bug isn't fixed until there's a test suite for it. Like, period. Nothing exists if there's no test suite for it. If I fix a bug, I didn't fix it. I fixed it for now, but I didn't fix it forever. Add a test, you fix the bug forever. Don't add a test, you fix the bug for now. Maybe that's the the, the saying. Oh, it's so freaking true. Um, If the test suite for that bug doesn't exist, I now don't even feel like I did any valuable work on that bug. I now feel like it doesn't give me any more confidence because somewhere along the line, I might do a refactor and reintroduce it. Who knows? So, but if if I add a test for every single bug, and so people who, who pull request, I think I've talked about this, but often people pull request a bug fix and there's this line in my pull request template for Livewire that says, um, did you add a test for this or something like that? And most of the time people say, uh, no, the tests already pass, which, you know, is not accurate. Well, they pass, but, but you found a bug that the test suite doesn't cover. So you need to test 
that failing case, um, that specific edge case. So, so that, that's my new philosophy is like, do whatever you can to cover every single bug fix in some sort of test. And by the end of this journey, you will have the world's most robust test suite and you will have complete freedom. And the thing is with these dusk tests, holy crap, you have complete freedom, like complete freedom. You're not binding the test to your implementation almost at all. So I have this test suite that gives me so much confidence and I feel like I can, you know, how do you describe it? It's like, um, maybe what's the word for those things in Florida that everybody has in their backyard, those like mesh things around their pool. I don't know. This is very obscure, but, um, you know, if you don't have that, the sun's beating down on you, the, well, I guess the sun still beats down on you. If you don't have that cover over your in-ground pool in your backyard, if you live in Florida, whatever they call that thing, um, you got leaves blowing in, you got bugs, you got mosquitoes biting you, you know, it's just this whole different experience. When you have that, you can still have almost the same experience, but you can be totally free and swim around and flail your arms and you're protected. That's what it feels like to me with such a robust test suite is like, I can run around like a kid. I can make refactors boldly. I can do the right thing for the code base, run the test suite and see the errors and then fix it. And then when it passes, I can tag it and not sweat, um, about tagging a new release. So yeah. Um, the test suite's not perfect. There's more, there's definitely more room to more things to test. But if I stick to this flow of fix bugs and test those bugs as they come in, it's not a never ending game. It's, it's a, it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just not never ending. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this seems profound to you at all. It's not profound, but it's something that I am realizing more and more and more and more. And I never, I didn't feel as strongly when I was building web applications for companies. You know, I like, I had a more loose approach to testing. I did test, but, um, but when you're, I don't know, when you're maintaining something that everybody uses, it's like before, if there was one error, okay, like one customer comes across this thing, they submit a report on the help desk and you fix it and life goes on. It's, you know, not a huge deal. The cost, you know, maybe isn't worth it to be so militant. Um, but I, I mean, I always try to adopt this, this practice, but uh, anyway, but having something that everybody uses in their apps, one problem is a bunch of people's problems. So my big goal is to make this project rock solid and robust for everybody. Um, yeah. And this is how I'm accomplishing that. So thanks for listening to me ramble about test suites. Um, yeah, I guess I should probably leave it at this, but you know, so tune out if you want, but let's talk more about the test suite. Uh, so dusk, you know, has all these pros and cons, something like dusk. And so here's a, here's a thing that I did that actually makes it way better. All right. Well, here, here's a new workflow actually. So here's, here's a workflow that I adore with dusk. If I get a bug fix, normally what I used to do before, like when I was using jest, what I used to do was open a, you know, my scratch project, just some Laravel app that uses live wire and create you know, a new liveware component and to try to reproduce the bug. So if I do reproduce the bug, I'm doing it in a browser. It's ephemeral. This is like a, you know, hello world component that I'm constantly changing for the latest bug I'm fixing. Then I fix the bug. And if I'm a good boy, if I identify the bug, if I'm a good boy, I, I write the test before, or after, or whatever. I fix the bug and I write the test in JS DOM. But you have to kind of translate it to JS DOM. And then maybe it uses some browser API like, uh, request animation frame that I have to mock in JS DOM or something. But with Dusk, here's my new workflow. Dusk is my sandbox. I create a new Dusk test and 
I build up the world to reproduce the test and I run the Dusk test, but I use Arrow Tinker, which is actually a method I think I pull requested at Dusk a long time ago. Arrow Tinker in a Dusk test just opens up a REPL, a, a Tinker shell in the terminal and lets the browser just hang there forever. So you can interact with it with the terminal with PHP as if you were still doing Dusk. You can make assertions. Or really what I do is just deal with it in the browser. You can inspect, you know, you have a Chrome browser. Um, so that's my new workflow is like get get the sandbox environment in the test first right away and it removes that extra step which is it's great it's putting the i don't know it's a, it's the equivalent of the way i record this podcast where i open up simplecast i hit add new episode i write the title in the description then i record the bed has been laid so all i have to do is put the baby in the bed um i'm making up um analogies here and uh i don't know it's kind of working so you put the baby in the bed you know you make the bed then you put the baby in the bed uh, rather than you know oh this is such a dumb <laughs> oh but you know what i mean so it's the same thing with this dusk test is like instead of getting it working in some browser setup that's ephemeral and then writing the thing and then having the chore of writing a test and you have to kind of put on your i'm writing a test hat now well it's way better it's like hi, write the test first but like with jest to write the test first before, you know, you're not, you, you don't know if, if it's like, it's not real life. It's Jest. It's JS DOM. You don't feel like you can do it well. So you end up opening a browser. So Dusk allows me to do this, which is totally huge. So anyway, it's a much better workflow. I'm so happy with it. And then one more little tip while I'm, oh, we don't even have time. Um, thanks for listening and TTFN.